This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Boom Rookies. I'm Matt Bungard and alongside me, as always, Mitch Doyle. Hello. Good day, everybody. All right, so we're back uh, another week uh, in the books. Pretty mediocre round of rugby league, if I'm being honest. Uh, both our teams won, so that's nice, but yeah. Um, Fizzer. Yeah, look, we, we have no takes to add on this, but obviously we've seen the Brett Finch news today and it's awful. And I don't really think we need to say much more than that. Is that fair? Yeah, I think my only take to add, people like I'm shat. People know if you listen to the podcast long enough that a few years ago I had dealings with him through work quite frequently. And yeah, the the main thing for mine is that obviously it's disgusting and he does whatever he gets, but I was relieved when the news came out today that it didn't involve his kid. That was my main thing. I was just so relieved that there wasn't like, you know, sometimes like photos of their kid or similar out mm, there. I was just so relieved yep. that it wasn't that. And the cops did a good job on this one, mate. Like he'd signed up to coach an under 16s team this year. Some of that fantasy is disgusting. If people want to read that, they can go yeah. read it. I don't want to if you want mention to, it on here, but it. essentially it looks mm. like they've caught him before he made anything a reality. And you Which know, those is, I guess yeah. a silver lining. Exactly right. They've done a great job, like you know, like the cops have yeah. there. And the, in one one of those things, Bunga, that thank God for the internet because yeah, whilst it lets these creep talks creeps talk to each other, it's actually letting you know the the cops catch them more than ever. Creeps like this, mm. and they've done a good job uh, on that one. But yep. All right. Well, let's move on to a much funnier legal drama then, and that is the case of Caelan Ponga and Kurt Mann. Um, mate, nothing to see there. Two fellas in a just, toilet. He was having a vomit, and his mate came in to check yeah, on him. He, and then they celebrating left. buying a house. I mean, he was, yeah. There's nothing which, to see there. I believe Andre Ponga, and if you don't, then it's on you. Across the Well, I mean, I don't know what else you could be doing in there. It's a bathroom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You go to the toilet to either like expel you know, bodily you, fluids. Yeah, you do. That's what it's for. Yeah. You don't go to assume things. You go there to expel no, things. Exactly. That for. would be counterintuitive to the entire process. It would be. So that was it. He was in there. And um, that's I it. Did, to do it. I did like that other Newcastle players got stood down today for like being late for the bus or something. Mate, aren't they <laughs> in free fall? Yeah. It, it, it's one of those things, mate. Like, I know. Teams set all different standards and similar everywhere they do. And I know that rugby league's not a real workplace, but it's one of those things like, you know, I've once had a boss in my past who was really nitpicky about really small things, like, you know, working in the food industry at the time. And we all worked whatever hours all the time. But one, this guy became my boss for about six months that lasted. And it was the worst six months I've been managing my life. But one day, he, this particular guy decided. I had to be at the office right on nine or I was late. And that's never been the thing there. Like it's not a nine to five business as you'd know. Mm. Um, but he was only in the office like two or three days a week. If that, but that's, that's before COVID people not going to the office. And yeah, there was another little dweeb friend of his that would report <laughs> if I was late as if I didn't know it was going on like nine Oh two or something. But I lived right with another one of the guys I worked with. And it's like, well, we can't share at the same time. I'm going to be coming to work after him or before him. And I'm not coming to work at like eight in the morning to get to it before him just because you don't want me being there at nine or three or whatever. But that's the kind of thing where you see that stuff. It's like, you, this doesn't matter, you know? And they were late for a team bus. And I know maybe they can be late all the time, but this is the stuff when people get reprimanded for being a little late for things like that. It doesn't fucking matter. Like there should be standards, obviously. Like I do know a lot of clubs will think if you're late for training and you don't call ahead because you can't call ahead. There is reasons to be late that are real. Say, you know, you're driving down Parramatta Road and there's an accident. If you don't call ahead, 
that's it. You've missed training. You know the standard. They won't let you train. I get that stuff, but it's not like, hey, we're standing you down. You miss training. Mm. Repeat offender, maybe, but still, just feels like something that so should be far down their priority list at Newcastle right now. Absolutely. Um, should we get into the games then? Ugh, we should. What a dud All weekend, right. though. Great stuff to a podcast. We both we had the we said a dud weekend, both of us, but it it really was a fizzer considering that most of the games did mean something. Yeah. Um, the Storm are back. Are they back? Well, I always thought they were coming back. We've been through this. You yeah. thought they were going to go to shit. I thought they were going to come back. No, because... I said if they lost to the Warriors, that they would go to shit. And then they beat the Warriors. So. Yeah, but um, but just obviously they're not going to be back to what they were pre-season. What we thought they were going to be. It's not possible. You know, they're still the four-pack still isn't that great. They're still going to miss some guys all year. Like Christian Welch is done for the season. Pappenhausen ain't coming back. Uh, they probably won't risk miss guys like Remus anymore. But Felice is away as well. With his part, his uh, father's passing, but. This is about as this is the fittest they've been since like around nine. This week against Brisbane with Jerome Hughes back. This last week's about the same too. They're just fitter again this week. And whilst I don't think they were amazing, they're not how poor they were for about eight weeks before that. Like then their team, they were a sieve for a few weeks there. We all know like they went through and got beaten by teams, you know, haven't beat them in years in that period. Uh didn't look like winning a game, but they got the troops back on deck. And they looked all right. I mean, Cam Munster is pretty much the thing that got this done. You know, yeah. he's exceptional at fullback. And a little bit of brilliance from Brandon Smith at one point as well. And then Penrith, um, yeah, they've hit that tipping point of just a couple too many as well. They didn't look like scoring all night. I think so. I mean, yeah, look, the the Penrith team was unrecognizable to what it's going to be like in the finals. So I doubt their yeah. fans care too much. But, but you know, yeah. it's going to make it, again, these games matter and it's just quite, it sucks. It's a huge, it, huge win for Melbourne. Huge win because it, was, it, it sucks watching these games. Though. You want to watch them like full strength teams. Yeah. I mean, they stay two points ahead of Souths and with a better four and against, that's, I mean, they, they've probably only got to win one, maybe two more games to stay in the top four. So, yeah. well, so, well, so question for you, right? As a South fan, mm-hmm. right? Like, yes. Yeah, it's cool to be weak in Penrith. It is cool to be weak in Penrith, right? But on form, you guys are probably the you know the form team of the competition. You and the Roosters because the Panthers yep. are falling apart. Agreed. On form, um, would you rather get the easy win or would you rather play full strength Penrith just to see where you actually are and then come back again in the finals? Because I think I'd rather play in the spot you're in. I'd rather play full strength Penrith. It's a good question. Um, I think given what's at stake, I'd rather just get the win this week. Um, We've got a lot of tough games coming up. I mean, I know Penrith are a step above everybody else, but there's games against the Cowboys the week after that, the Roosters the week after that, and then the finals. So given what's on the line and a win here could be the difference between finishing top four and not finishing top four. I mean, mate, they can send out the Windsor Wolves. I don't give a shit. It's fine. Yeah, no, fair enough. It's Which, quite uh, funny. But I get, I, get, I get both points. If we were yeah. two wins better off, I would yeah, agree fair with enough. You. Yeah. It's it's quite funny how, you know, South season, obviously at the start of the year, teams got wins when you're missing like the troll and Cam mm. Murray. It's quite funny that the reverse is how their season ended. Like they've got their full strength team and now they've caught these teams in a bad position as well. It just, um, it is quite, you know, and it's it pretty much means they're probably going to end up where they were going to, they were supposed to end up, you know, either way. But it's quite funny that like, there's not pretty much not a, a game all year when South played another good team where both teams had their players. That's true. Maybe round three, South Penrith. South Penrith and the Sharks game. Yeah. And yes, that's about all. Well, even then, we didn't have Campbell Graham. No, you didn't. So best, there you go. You're right. Like I'm saying, it's been, and yeah, it's interesting like that. But yeah, this game didn't really mean anything for either side. 
Sorry, Nathan for Storm. Sorry, for the Panthers. Didn't mean anything. Yeah, they're, they're fine. But like Dylan Edwards, obviously they missed him once they got to this point. He's not their most important player like many like I think he is. But they missed his yardage a lot. And they Charlie Staines, right, had a lot of touches and a lot of kick return meters, but it's just not the same. You know, and then they moved Crichton back there at the end, whatever. Taruva on the wing, also again, lots of touches and stuff, but it just wasn't the same. You know, they didn't look likely that they were doing anything. No. They made heaps of yardage, terrible and good ball. They spread it too quickly almost <laughs> every time they got down there, I think. They spread it too quickly. I know we like to have the piss out of Dylan Edwards a bit, but I think he might have tackled Brandon Smith better than Charlie Stance. Yes, correct. <laughs> that, that's it. But yeah, the, the Panthers had heaps of born opportunity to get back. Well, they reminded me of early home. season Souths. They were like, had like 60 tackles inside the opposition 20 and just couldn't do anything with it. Yeah, so. the kind of same thing that Souths were doing, right? They weren't really mm. winning the middle. Even though they're getting upfield, they weren't really winning contact in the middle. So they're just going left and right. But like, it didn't matter because if you're going left and right without drawing anyone in, it doesn't matter. It's easy. And, you know, you made Storm their defense. It's been terrible. They made it look really good. And yeah, you know, and then Sean O'Sullivan kicking for himself a couple of times as well. It's like, mate, you haven't got the gas. Not great. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Dolphins immortal. Future Dolphins immortal. Yeah, sure. But yeah, it's um, unfortunate um, yeah. that, you know, those Penrith Storm, Penrith games, it's going to bring them down from having a historic season, obviously, Penrith. But it's unfortunate as a neutral, right, not being able to see those great games because quite often you look forward to them. As you said, Storm fans happy, you'll be happy. But as a neutral, you'd rather see an actual blockbuster. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm annoyed. I mean, I obviously want the Storm to lose. Not that I don't, I don't yeah. like them. It's just I want to finish above them and finish fourth. But oh well, mm. annoying. But we get. The, I mean, I can't complain when we get the same benefit of playing a week in Penrith, the, the, literally the following week. So mm. we could lose yeah, though. We... Dylan Edwards makes the team. I've been told. Well, Brisbane get to play the full strength pen, pen, Storm as they always were going we to. Was passionately cheering for the Broncos this week. Don't you? Remember? No, they're going to mate. They'll probably lose by forty again. Don't, don't say that. You got to. You got to manifest. You just got to believe. Yeah. <laughs> through, through, through Christ, all things are possible. Um, including a Sean Johnson revival, much like Jesus, he's back from the dead. So, uh, yeah, the cool. Warriors at home. Who knew? Yeah. Who knew the New Zealand team being in New Zealand was a good thing for the New Zealand team? Yes. Yeah. I mean, they've played three games there. They smashed Bulldogs Tigers. They got tonked by someone else. I can't remember who it was. Was it? Oh, they're going to get tonked. They lost no, to no, Melbourne, no, right? This is, this is, they lost to the weakened yeah. Melbourne side, like 24 yeah. 12. Not a tonking. Considering no, how, right. like, they are the worst team when they comp, honestly, when they play in Australia. They're so oh, yeah, bad when fair. they play in Australia. They're right out. Like, you know, is, um, they is barely Ed turned Cossie off. going to break Alex Johnson's try scoring record? <laughs> he Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. But. It was, it was nice to see Sean Johnson um, run the try. ball, Sean stuff, whatever. But like, I can't expect the old man to run the ball and do individual stuff every week. He hasn't got that anymore. But it was nice to see him run the ball, set that up. But him all over the field and touching everything was great. Um, Reese Walsh's two tries set up off the scrum were awesome. Yeah. Uh, they just, I don't know. They they had a pretty a pretty strong forward pack back together too. But like Torhu... Fanua Blake and Curran were awesome. They that was it. They laid the, they laid a platform in the middle. And honestly, the dogs like never looked like getting. In yeah, the, the game, second like, half. Ever. Did the ball go past halfway in the second half? I don't know. I don't. Apart think from so, Maddow's but... intercepts and Flanagan but... picking the crumbs up and scoring, like those don't really count. It was like they yeah. both their tries got gifted to them. Like I don't even know if they got. Mm-hmm. Like, did, would do they have a tackle in the opposition? Half. I'm not actually sure. I could look it up, but um, it's not that important. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's not that important. But yeah, like two thousand meters to one four one thousand four hundred fifty eight percent possession. Like the possession never swung. You know, sometimes we think it will swing back. Yeah, it just didn't. Yeah, no. Six they line dominated. breaks to one, but they they dominated. The kicking was great. The kick chase was great. The def- their line was great. It's like 
completely different team to what they were like. None of that was there last week against the house. It was like they when the I game mean, kicked they off, did play they a much ready... better team last week. I know they did, it's, but it's still effort wasn't there, mate. Like, yeah, that is true. Well, apart like, from Dallin with Tennessee Lester, yeah, that, that was it. Like, I mean, like some of the games I've had this year, like I know they played a better team, but generally, if you're up for a game, you don't concede three tries in the first like 15 minutes. But they can see you, know, you like, let a, like, a lock get three tries. This. Yes, like or lock and Ilias like crash over in the third minute. Like a lot of fair points. Yeah, you know, and they've had some games like that this year when they've been in Australia, and they've just been awful. Um, That's but, true. Yeah, they, they were good now, and then they go up to uh, North Queensland next week, and I don't know, maybe they can end up shaking the comp up somehow. I have there's six wins now. I can't believe they have six wins. Seems like a lot. The gap between such a classic Warriors team, mate. The gap between their best and the worst is the biggest in the competition by like a by a large margin. Yeah, I, I would I would throw Parramatta in there as well. Yeah, I, I actually agree with that. Yeah, but the it probably also helps that Stacey Jones also like put players in their right positions this week. Like didn't put that Wade does Egan help. six. Wait, not playing Wade Egan in the halves is a good idea, I think. Yeah, and I thought so. Dayan Arcee was really good, and he put up some really good bombs in this game and got no credit for mm. them because he's not Matt Burton. But uh, true. Like it, apparently they're not re-signing him, and I think that's really tough. Like I thought every game he's played there, I think he's been pretty handy as a six. Yeah, he, obviously he losing had huge reps on him at the Cowboys too. Yeah, he never really, never really turned into anything in the Cowboys. No, he didn't. Like, yeah, but, but he's been, I think he's been pretty good as a six there. I think there's something to work with, and unfortunately because they've signed Tamare Martin and um, yeah Ronald Volkman, right. I, I see him on that sort of Mason Leno Sam Williams level of player. Yeah. Yeah, Which is I, I I agree with you, but it almost it just makes you think though, like although apparently Mason I mean, Harris is like the best either. half in best half in Super League besides Brady no, Croft. Brady Croft, moment. yeah, so. well, it doesn't doesn't count. Not not glowing reviews for Super League coming through, are they? When when who's it's really not? It's really. I mean, not. Brody Croft up all the. He's the same player if you watch him. He's just fast, and it's just like it's just like you know mm. over there if you can bowl like so one thirty. Is Jai Field still scoring a yeah, million tries? Yeah. Good. Why English? Why is everything in England slow, mate? It's like if you can bowl one thirty five, you play Test cricket. Mm. But there's people down in our parks that can bowl 140 in Australia, you know. And then if you're fast, you can play Super League. That's it. Oh. You can be good at Super League as well. And line speed is bad as well. But yeah, I was just saying, RC, I thought it played pretty well. And obviously, Harris Tavita retiring is is unfortunate for them. But it just feels like Tomato has been so good at fullback. I don't know. I think they have a, a problem, you know, and a co- fullback controversy. You know, they've got Nickel Clockstar going there. But I, I don't know. I just feel like they've obviously plan for tomorrow to be the six, but I'm not sure if he's not a better one now. So I guess they'll find out. That's why I thought I would have kept Dayan around like somewhere in the squad. But mm. Who knows? Maybe, I don't know. I don't know. Is he managed by Isaac Moses? If so, he can go to the Dolphins or Knights. I really not. hope Chanel Harris-Tavita ends up being like the next great novelist of our time. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Can you imagine Chanel. if just, he writes like the next Harry Potter? It'd be great. Why not? Yeah, why not? <laughs> Believe in yourself. All right. Uh, looks like I believe in Latrell Mitchell. And through that, all things are definitely possible, including perhaps another grand final defeat to Penrith in a few weeks. Uh, we're really good. Um, but South, so if people don't realize, Parramatta are to South what South out of the storm, more or less. Like, not quite as bad, but pretty close. And so, like, all week, me and the rest of the South, we're not worried at all about no, this game. Right. Like, we're all like, yeah. In fact, I literally said in the South channel on our Discord, South will win by 26 points this week. And I'm annoyed that I didn't put a bet on that because we won by exactly 26 but yeah uh this was only ever going to go one way especially with that mitch moses um i did laugh that like somehow jacob arthur was getting blamed by people online when their forward pack just got 
belted into submission in the first half to a level that you just don't really see very often. Um, uh, a really, really good team performance. Junior Tullers, I, I'm going to say he's playing career best footy right now. Harm Saleh came back, was good. Keon was awesome again. Jair and Kemari have been good all year. Nichols off the bench, Havili off the bench. They get Turgis back soon too. Um, really, really, really solid. No negatives. Footy Dean came in, put up some tricky kicks. He was really right. good. Yeah. Um, and I think Jackson Paulo had one of his better games here, which was well-timed given that Campbell Graham's back this week and that either he, Isaiah Tars or Isaac Thompson was going to make way. And it ended up, it's, it's ended up being Thompson as a result of, I think Paulo's had a couple of good games in a row now, but yeah, it, it kind of starts and ends with the trail, doesn't it? And if you, if you watch this game, like especially the first 20 minutes, you just be like, why is this guy so much better than everybody else? You're like, why is this guy bumping in like four people off every time he gets the ball and just like running through them? And to answer your question, person I've made up, I don't know. I can't explain it, but I'm just going to keep enjoying it the longer it goes. Yeah. Um, I don't know why. They obviously had a tactic. You know, sometimes teams decide, like it used to happen to Corey Oates sometimes. Like, okay, we're going to bomb when he was, you know, in good form. Oh, like, yeah. We're going to bomb him all the time. and bomb Corey Oates like repeatedly in games. And then like, he, why he scored are we doing a couple this? of full fielders against the South. But it's like, this was like, the, the Eels obviously thought we're going to bomb Latrell and like make the other guys earn yardage, but except they were like putting these deep bombs down right yeah. to him. Like, because the trouble we, we all know, he's not really a big kick returner. He doesn't, if like you put a kick into the corners, he's not busting his gut to wind up. He'll, you go over there and get it and then it'll jog. But like they're putting them right to him and then no kick chase. And he's getting, having these like 20 meter wind ups. Like, what the fuck are you doing, Parramatta? And they kept yeah. doing it. And yeah. he just winding up and running into tied forwards. Genius. That was, I thought that was awful. But as you said, like the what is it? It's eight of the last nine. Uh, yep. South beat them in, and just because Parramatta are so all over the shop, like South went in favourites. Every the bookies, everyone knew that South have a thing over Parramatta. They went in favourites despite being at Bank West. But you just thought, you know, maybe with how Parramatta been up and down, maybe they'd turn up in this game, and they they didn't. I think they're scared of South, mate. Mm. I think there's something there. Like what is it? The last so. Since 2020, that's the winning streak is now. You beat them in 2019. South have scored 38, 38, 38, 40, 30, and 26. The only game they got close, weirdly, was that finals game where we had to come from behind to beat them um, mm. in 2019 or the 20. No, 2019, they, um, they beat 2019 or 20? But 2019, beat, they beat them in a... People go back, if they go look at that team list, they'll understand why they, they lost. It was origin period. Was that make a wish try? Or was that earlier? No, that was earlier. That was uh, McGuire. Yeah, um, so this one, anyway. yeah, this one has Corey Allen at the wing, Ethan uh, Lowe in the centres. Good times. Good times. Yeah. So you know, pretty much they haven't lost to South for they haven't beat South in a long time with their yeah. full strength side. Yeah. It, look, and it's it's kind of funny. Like, and this isn't this isn't a shot at anybody in particular, but it's like the people riding South off halfway through the year because they lost a few games without when like Cam Murray was wasn't playing and Latrell Mitchell wasn't playing and like other good players weren't playing. It's like, do. Like, do you forget how good these players are? Like, and how much difference like one or two guys can make to a team? Like, right now, I think Latrell Mitchell is as important to any, uh, as important to his team as any one player is to any team. Right, Cam mainly Murray. Because, I think he's up there. Mainly the because Tom Tabojevic is not playing. But I would also add that Cam Murray is right up there in terms of the just the way he complements everything else they're doing and the way he gets so deep into the line before he passes the ball. Mm-hmm. It really disrupts the way the defense reads the situation. They don't know if he's going to run or if he's going to pass. Um, and that just creates so much space for Latrell and Cody on the left there. He, he did it a few times in this game. I think Alex Johnson's try came off. His first try came off Murray going like 
almost touching the defender before he passed the ball. And it's just stuff like that, that when Latrell's in the team and people are focusing on him, it makes it easier for Cam Murray to play that way. Um, and, and yeah, look, if they, if they get Campbell Graham back this week, Tom Burgess is one or two weeks away. That's basically everyone by Jacob Host, who you'd like to get back, but it's not like Jacob Host is high up on the list of like key Rabbitohs. So mm-hmm. they're basically going to be coming into the finals as full strength as possible. No suspensions for Latrell, God willing. And maybe they can give us a real shake because I think right now, apart from Penrith, South and the Roosters are, in my opinion, the two best teams. And mm. may, th- yeah. obviously there's a little bit of recency bias there, but I mean, form has to factor in recency bias, right? Like it doesn't really matter that Cronulla and the Cowboys were blowing teams off the park earlier in the year because they're not really doing that now. And like, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm feeling really, really good about this season, which I'm feeling a world away from where I felt Ten six weeks, weeks ago. What's it? You felt you and... felt bad as well about the team, mate. That's the thing. It's not, I know you say yeah. people writing you off. I mean, no, but I never thought thing... we missed the finals. No, I know you didn't, and neither did I. I think missed the finals either. Um, but like, the, the, there's a few factors there, right? Firstly, like there's things people can that are fair enough. Like it's not Vlando Ball anymore. You know, that's fair enough. Thinking the team's not as good as it was last year. Some guys who were good last year and are good now were shit house for ten weeks. Like Tavita Tavola was a different player for ten weeks. Yeah, he's done. He's done a Jerry or a Hargraves where he's not turned up for ten weeks and then turned awesome again. Like, and you know, he had a game of like fifty meters at one point this year for Tatola, which is embarrassing for him. You know, early in the season, um, so that that that's fair. I think those things are fair enough to think some of that's fallen off. And also, you've replaced Wayne Bennett, and how poor at the start of the year guys like Tane Milne and Jackson Paulo were. I get why people were like, "What the hell?" You know, what's going on here? Because Isaac Thompson wasn't even playing rugby league in February or March. You know, he was he he was hasn't played for five years. People aren't going to know he's going to come in. And obviously, he's been dropped again this week. With Campbell Graham coming back, but some of those concerns are obviously genuine from people. But yeah, people thinking you were going to fall out of the finals is stupid. You know, yeah. like like I still thought I didn't think you'd be able to get back to the levels you were at last year because I didn't think Totola and and similar we we're just going to wind it back to how they were playing, but. The toll has been great. Obviously, Cam Murray's been really important. I do, and I do think that's all, that's a big part of it. I know you said the troll makes Cam Murray's easier. I think it's more the other way around, to be honest. Like, there's not many 13s that go to the line as hard as he does. And um, and that makes a big in- difference to your left-hand side attack. Mm. And and everything runs through there. And when he's not there, he he's kind of... I know he gets a lot of rats and commentary, but like, everyone's talking about the troll return. It's like, he kind of returned about the, sa- the same time as well. And it's... Both of them, I think. And and the other thing as well, it's really changed that with your forward pack now performing, Damien Cook looks like Damien Cook the last five or six weeks. He's been he in a real like purple the first patch. ten weeks. Yeah. Real purple pack. He's been he's been he's looked great again. And and what a shock that the hooker's job's easier when the pack's going forward. Um mm. there's obviously still some some tests to come, and that's why I think it's tough that they're not playing like because I don't know, the Cowboys might be over because of Paul Green, mate. They're playing them next week. And they might beat the probably probably beat them. And last round of the season, they played the Roosters, and they've got a thing with the Roosters. But it's they haven't played a, a team bar that's Sharks at their best for a few weeks, and it makes you wonder if that's enough of a test for guys like Ilias and Cody again in close games because they've failed that test a few times this year. And I think that'll be my next worry as a South fan. Yeah, I think that's fair, but that's just something they're not going to really find out about until maybe not. the last well, week I mean, of the who, season. If they just keep or... kicking people's heads in, does it doesn't matter, does that it? That is true. I would much rather we just win by 30 every week. Very good point. Yeah, but uh, like 
and a lot of the mistakes have stopped happening because they've stopped forcing stuff. Like they were going, they were spreading the ball without the right to spread the ball a lot, and they kept making mistakes doing it. It's like, yeah, just smash someone up the guts, then spread the ball, and joy will come. Like that's it's yeah. not not rocket science, but uh, the, and game. eels, mate. Like, yeah, nobody understands the eels. I don't. I, there's <laughs> no one out there who knows them, understands them this year. They're ridiculous. Yeah, I. I mean, we all knew they were going to lose this game. Um, but, like, at the same time, it doesn't really change my opinion of them at all just because it's one of those things. They always lose to Souths. But they didn't mm. have Mitch Moses, who's probably their best player. That's what Whatever. I was like I mentioned. They're, they're the team, I think. Like, Moses is back now, though. But they, I thought they were the team actually most likely to drop out, not the Broncos, I thought last mm. week, if you remember. Just because they're, they're capable of this stuff and they've been capable of it too much this year. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, I still think they'll... I mean, wait, they've got a really... They've got a hard last few games, right? But... They do. They do. They... um And, like, I, I think they'll make the finals. I think the, the top eight stays the same, obviously. But, you know, they, they've they got the Bulldogs this week, who aren't the easy beats they were. Then they play the Broncos and the Storm. And they've had the do Broncos you want to, um, before we go on, and obviously, because there's a couple of crap games don't matter that we won't talk about that much. We did get a question sort of from Eddie and Zed saying, what do you think the final eight looks like? Should we maybe just do that now? We've got a bit of time. Because um, we keep yeah. doing this in every game of you anyway. So Yeah. Well, like, you look at that, that Eels run, like Broncos-Eels game is going to yeah. probably decide a home final. Like, most likely decide if one of them finishes fifth or sixth or seventh or eighth. But the Eels do have the Bulldogs and then the Broncos and the Storm. And, like, it's it wouldn't be crazy to see them lose all three of them. It wouldn't. Would that be enough, though? That's the thing. Like, the Raiders would still have to win all three games, right? Yeah, they would. But, but even then, I just don't think... I think if you finish eighth... Or the team finishing eighth is likely to cop the Roosters or, or the, <laughs> the Rabbitohs, you know? Or maybe, like, the Storm sliding down. Mm. Possibly the Broncos. Possibly the Broncos, yeah. Like... Yeah, I just think, like... So, I mean, we could quickly do it now if you want. So, Penrith are first. We know that. Yeah, then there's a chance they slide, but I don't really think so. No, well, Cowboys have to win all three now. Penrith have to lose all three and make up ninety points of differential. I just it, it seems very, very, very unlikely. So, um, mm. Cowboys is a weird one because the poor green stuff, understandably, has affected them quite a lot. But I think that they've got enough there that they're still going to be. They'll be in the, even if they lose out, they'll probably still be top four. So, mm. the Sharks obviously cupcake draw. They're in the top four. Um, yeah, just really that sort of who out of. South Melbourne and Brisbane gets that fourth spot. I think is the is the main point of contention. I'm not sure if you agree, but especially with you playing them this week, um, and and then them having to then play the Roosters and the Eels in their last two games. So that's the last three for Melbourne is very tough. The last three for South is very tough, and with the Broncos as well, it's the Eels next week, and then the Dragons who are on the beach in that last game. So. You know, if you if you knock them off this weekend and results fall your way, I mean, you could sneak into fourth as well. But at the moment, uh, yeah, you got to say the Storm still the box seat for fourth, and that's probably going to end up being like Souths, Roosters, Broncos, Eels in that order, I would think. Yeah. Well, so if you go with all the bookies' favorites this week, right? I'll just do that. All the favorites this week on the ladder predictor, right? And then you say next week, okay, we'll say Broncos beat the Eels at home, maybe. And then the Storm beat the Roosters in Melbourne. Okay. Bunnies beat the Cowboys, Sharks beat the Bulldogs. You say that happens, okay? And then the week after, you go Storm beat the Eels. Uh, and then you have Rabbitohs beating Roosters. You have the Broncos beating the Dragons and the Panthers beating the Cowboys and the Sharks beating Newey. You end up with the top four being Panthers, Sharks, Storm, Cowboys. Mm. 
but this actually will. I haven't put enough points difference in. Rabbitohs equal on points with the Cowboys. Yeah. So for no, it's fine. probably. Yeah, and then Broncos, Eels, Roosters. Thing is, though, if we beat the Roosters like by sixty, as we usually do, then that 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 well, makes up a fair yeah, chunk of that. The, the ladder so. predictor brings in every win being twelve margin by, by uh, okay. default, and South yeah, that's the thing. Like some of those, that's so. that's that's why I think, for, especially for South, his last two wins have been so important, smashing the Warriors and the and the Eels mm-hmm. because you know they're closing it. They've they've gone ahead of the Sharks in differential now. And they're they're closing in on on the Cowboys and the Storm. They're only I think seventy ish. But well, Cowboys and Storms are basically identical, and they're about seventy ish behind both of them. So if they have you know two more big wins, and you know well they play the Cowboys. I mean, so like every point they beat the Cowboys by is worth two for all intents and purposes. So yeah. you know they they the Cowboys find a loss somewhere. Well, Cowboys had Penrith last week, right? Uh, yes, they do. Yeah, so like you know. Souths get a decent win this week, and then if they beat the Cowboys by, you know, 20 or something, suddenly it's all to play for. So, But I think probably, unfortunately, we're going to end up finishing fifth, sadly. Yeah. So essentially, though, if, if the Eels, if the games were this week as predicted, next week's Broncos-Eels game is for a home final, essentially. Nice. And fine. God, I, I'm going to be furious if we bloody finish 14 and 10. And finish like that's Yeah. It's a world where it happens. <laughs> Fourteen and ten is—that's the thing. Like the comp, the ladder has got so strange these days. And I know that it was even weirder over Lando Ball years, but like fourteen and ten is a good Broncos season, mate. Like we—that's the—we won the comp from fourteen and ten in two thousand and six, and we lost the first final. We won a comp with eleven losses, and this year if they finish fourteen and ten, they'll end up seventh. It's weird how that happens sometimes. Yeah, or well, the ladder's been like that for like a couple of years now. That like the top, yeah, we, five we were or six fifteen and nine so... or six. We were fifteen and nine or fourteen and ten when we won it as well. So yeah, yeah, it's just the last few years has been so top heavy that like the generally the team in ninth has a pretty met record, but the rest of the top like six have had really good records. I mean, last year the Eels came sixth with fifteen wins. Um, but yeah, the bot. It's what happens when the bottom teams have been as bad as they have been. But it's interest. It's a really interesting run in like. A few a few weeks ago, I think some of these games were a bit more challenging than what they are. Like I, I, I really think the bunnies are going to smash Penrith this week. And obviously, if you if you know four or five weeks ago, I would have thought Penrith are going to win that game. You know, mm. and that game makes a massive difference to the ladder, to the to that top four battle. And then um, the Storm Broncos game, I always thought the Storm were going to win. But a few weeks ago, people would have thought the Storm was still hampered and Broncos would win that game. And again, huge difference. Um, yeah, it's interesting to see what happens from here. And Storm Roosters has a massive say on the finals. And the, the Raiders really, like, the main thing for teams and, and the who coaches say, and Robert, Trent Robinson said it this weekend, like, you can only control what you can control. Win win by as much as you can, essentially, and you see what happens. And the Raiders, if they do that, they really are a great shot of making it. But yeah. I just don't know if they're capable of doing that. <laughs> like, it'd be, be very funny if they did. It'd be, really, it'd be pretty cool. But I mean, this yeah. weekend, mate, if, if they switched halves with the Raiders, sorry, with the Dragons, they would have won by 40. You know, <laughs> but... They didn't. They won by two. I don't like that the Roosters are good now. I don't think it's fair. Yeah. Well, I liked it better when they weren't good. Mate, are they. I don't know why they. I know Robinson has always been a good planner. It's why I refuse to write them off most of the year, and they always get things right in the end. I have no idea why he pisses with some of the things he did forever. I don't get it. Like it was mm. until pretty much they were out of the eight. And I, know I don't know why. Like, because like, he's such a smart dude, right? And every time you yeah. hear him talk about rugby league, it's great. Yeah, it's like we could. We, it was so obvious to us that they were like, just switch the halves around, just, just yeah. do it, just do that, and also and have Satili Terry's ACL. <laughs> yeah, well, yes, <laughs> fucking hell. Yeah, but well, yeah, like, they, was... they had a good win over the Cowboys. Um, 
they were so focused on the short ball teammate, and he's not that special, you know. Mm. Like, oh, so it was weird. But yeah, he's they've got the they've got uh Cowboys. You got to beat the Cowboys, and then they They're have the tough one. Like, week. so the tight it probably locks them into the finals pretty much. Yeah, there it's it's kind of mildly annoying because I really wanted them to miss out, but yeah, it's too late now. Yeah, like they'll they'll get the thirteen wins this week, and that's even though. The Raiders could finish above that. It's still probably enough. But hey, week one of the finals, Brisbane hosting the Roosters at Suncorp. You beat them. We could really, I'd, I'd get behind that. I'd really enjoy that. Well, what I really want is what you're not getting the eels. Get from me. We're getting. I the want eels. the eels. Well, We're okay. If, the well, if the results go as predicted, as we just spoke at then, we get in the eels. Oh, right. Like if the Broncos beat the eels in two weeks, yeah, and you guys beat the like South win out, right? South win yeah, out. Yeah. The Broncos lose to the Storm, beat the Eels, and and then um, yes, yeah, so you're saying we're five Dragons. and six. Uh, yes, and the so the Broncos end up hosting the Eels, and I think if the reverse happens, the Eels host the Broncos. Right. Yeah. Okay. You probably have to. Are the lose. Roosters not leapfrogging Parramatta in this scenario? Well, if they have to beat the Storm. Ah, uh, okay. All right. Like if they beat the Storm. Well, if they beat the Storm, then we finish fourth, right? So. Well, if they yeah. okay, there's another. There's a world there if they beat the Storm. And the Broncos lose to the Eels. South are hosting Brisbane. I hate that world. I like that world because you do. You get yeah, to win on the back of uh, yeah, you get to beat the last year's second last team. But oh my team. god, you are making <laughs> excuses for a hypothetical uh, game no, that right. probably won't happen. Oh, it's more the fact like I'm, I'm hey, I take South on, but it's just the fact to be fucking down here at ANZ. Ugh. Mm. Plus, you know, you'll actually have to play against Latrell Mitchell this hey, time. Instead we've of got a good record against you guys. Ducking man. him twice. We've got a good record against you. Guys. And you, you think Latrell's going to make it there, mate. That's that's also balls. Wow, that's that's true. That's it. really like, yeah. it's so funny. And this actually annoyed me. Like, there was a moment in that game on Friday where like Latrell stayed down for a minute and like grabbed his leg and Dan Ganae was like, ooh. And I'm like, shut the mm. fuck up, dude. Especially because yeah. that was the exact field basically in pretty much this corresponding fixture two years ago, if you remember, where we beat Parramatta 38 nil or something at Bank West, and he did his hamstring in that game, and he didn't play mm. again that season. So I was like, two seconds, I was like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, and then he was fine. So mm. yep. Don't act like that Latrell's never lost to the Broncos, mate. He has. He's okay. lost to the Broncos at South as well. Yeah, me and Kevin were talking about the game the other day where James Roberts beat him for pace. Back when he was, but he was not the thick king back then. Yeah, yeah, that, that was when he had the Roosters as well. His girth gives him speed, Mitchell. Yeah, because like I think last time he lost to the Broncos, Roberts was playing with him. Mm. <laughs> yeah, right. That's what I think. But uh, yeah, I think, what is he eight and six against Brisbane? Not, not infallible. That's fine, considering how bad Brisbane have been in that period. That's true, actually. That is that is weird. Yeah, because Latrell's always played for like good teams as well. Yeah, he has. Brisbane have done okay against them. So that's true. Yeah. Um, God, that final would be at fucking ANZ if you guys hosted it. Hey, yes, it'd be nice at the new stadium. You know, it oh, would well. be. That's a whole you would, awful if thing. If you wanted to leave about. on the hour mark when you're down by 40, you could just walk home. Yeah. Would pop drive me home? But you wouldn't need to. You could walk. I just said that. <laughs> yeah, but that's you a rattle, You rattled, you rattled, Mitchell. Yeah. <laughs> um, fine. But yeah, it'd, it'd be, it's very interesting to see how how it all falls out from here. It's but... true. But I like that there's intrigue. I just like that there's there intrigue is. at all. If this was last year, we'd just be like, yep. Well, Penrith, South, and Melbourne are much better than everybody else. The rest of this is a waste of time. Let's just get to the prelims. Yeah, I, I just wish um I know that was never a chance, but like the Dragons or someone won some more games. Just the Eels, I mean Manly, sorry, really fell away. Obviously, they were supposed to be the other contender on there, mm. and they've fallen away. But I'd love to have a genuine eight battle again. We have got you know I, I one think... one team, and it's great. They have nailed that the schedule makers. I got Sunday four p.m. round twenty 
uh, five uh, Tigers versus Raiders. A blinder. I mean, but they'll know before that game, right, if they have to win. And yep. if so, they'll know if by how much. And, and then presumably, much like it ended for the Tigers three years ago, it ends with Alex Tall kicking a disrespectful field goal against Canberra. <laughs> yeah, something like that. I'd say like, like, but you just, the pre- like, I don't know. It just feels like it's had to win by like 30. It feels like the, the Raiders would get up by 30 and then slowly tick it away. You know, like the Tigers yep. score on the bell or something. It's Luke Brooks's <laughs> farewell game. He scores a meaningless try with two minutes left to cut the margin to 26. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> There you go. Oh, I on really a, want that questionable happen, forward yeah. pass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah great. Pass. Uh, sign me up. Um, but yeah, that, right, that's so yeah. intrigue. Intrigue's fun. It just it does suck that, that not all the games are going to be full strength. And um, but yeah, we'll be fine. I'm really interested. Like the next next week will be like Broncos Storm. will obviously learn some things, but I think next week Storm Roosters will be a really interesting game. Yeah, yeah, and, and obviously and the ex- last round. Uh, I know we're favoured, but like Penrith are still Penrith. They they're still good. They're gonna get Dylan Edwards back. Like I'm excited for Thursday. Yeah. Uh it just I think Edwards obviously make a big difference. But they're just the pack now. Like Spencer. Yeah, I mean getting is, Fisher Harris if they were getting Fisher Harris back this week as well, it'd be a lot closer. I think, yeah, but... I think they could I think they could win with Fisher Harris back as well. And also like Taruva's fine, but it's like they're missing like small things like that, missing Taylor May as well that make a difference. Oh yeah, I, I I for sure. Well, I'm not that. I don't think this game is anywhere near as taken for granted I'm actually, as I'm the Parramatta. Surprise, you're a dollar sixty. Honestly, like you were that much in power, and it feels like. Although I guess if you were looking at it just in the vacuum of last week, you'd go, "Well, this team didn't score a point and got smashed, and this team didn't let their opponent score a point and won easily." So, and it's not like the and and the team that. One is getting better players back than the team that didn't. So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Campbell Graham's better than Dylan Edwards. Cry about it. I did find it funny. Um, the the trail stuff left training. At least the thing I used to hate, hate about Broncos training when it gets overreported, it's mm. like he left the Monday session early. Like, but he was grabbing his groin gingerly, Mitchell. Gingerly. Yeah, yeah. And he has got a groin issue. He said that, but it's like, yeah, he played with it, and he's going to keep playing through it, and. Yeah. Well, even didn't Brian say it wasn't that error of physio for those who don't know? Didn't he say it was like not a big deal? Like most well, guys I mean, play through it. I mean, it's not a big deal, but it was just, it's always, it doesn't finish training and it's just like, it's Monday's training. If you didn't finish Thursday's training or sorry, Wednesday's training, and then that's a concern because you play Thursday, but that's what you're yeah. like, oh shit, he's, he's not, not fit. And then he still probably play. And like, unless he actually got injured, he still probably play, but yeah. But I think, yeah, you know, so. they might err on side of the court. Like, again, we knew he was carrying an injury when he went off against the Warriors. But he's carrying something. We know this. They're all carrying something at some point anyway. But oh, well, we'll see how they go this week. I, I was really pumped for that game. I do think you guys will just walk through them. Our forwards have just been so impressive recently. That's They have been. Enjoy. They have been. That's it. Um, And the, essentially, it's just been like Totola, Murray, Arrow, Colomitangi. And then the other guys haven't really mattered, but they've done their job. I mean, Havili's yeah, so been almost coming in been okay. Havili's been... Our best signing of the year. He's also been the only signing that's playing first grade, so that does yeah. win by default. But... Isaac Thompson, he's a signing. He counts. He counts <laughs> a signing. Yeah, I guess off the street. Yeah. I suppose. Cop, take that. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> homeless world. Yeah, Cup. it feels like it's a long world? way away from like Damien Cook being so bad that he got hooked. 
I don't want to talk about that world anymore. <laughs> I don't yeah, have to live in that world so, anymore. I'm back so to like, Damien Cook being the best hooker in the world yeah. and South being good. So, but we're back to um, we'll rub your leg that when the pack wins, everything else kind of gets fixed. After that is the nice. Last year's a it is ball. good, <laughs> and it, it, I guess a credit to them for sort of working it all out. Tyler Mill mm. bench forward. Oh, I did really like, role. by the way, um, after the game where Latrell yelled at the camera to look over your shoulder, South Sydney are coming and then slap the camera down. I love that. And then someone's like, oh, why are you making a big deal? People say that stuff all the time. Like, no, they don't. When did players no, ever don't. say things like that? Like, that never and, happens. And, yeah, they, yeah, they don't. It was awesome. I thought it was, it was awesome. Great. Yeah. I it was loved like, it. You know what? I would Maybe South Sydney are then. coming. <laughs> it, mate, mate it's, it's true. And, and I just think that, like, we've talked about before, and I've asked his teammates about this, just how beloved he is as a teammate. These dudes will go to war for that man, and he is there to lead them. And so is Cam Murray. And yeah. Uh, the the rational confidence he oozes obviously helps. Mm. You know, like the rest of the players, obviously it helps, which is a big part of it, I think, the the attitude they have when, when he's in the team. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so the Cowboys played. I mean, you could see, and like Jameson Tallon was crying after the game, like you could see how emotional this game was for a lot of these players. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's hard to sort of get a proper read on this result given the mental state some of these dudes were in. Like, good on them for just running up and playing, I guess. Um, but yeah, the Roosters win. They look well and truly back. Um, but yeah, as I said, it's difficult to know how much we can analyze this game. And I, you were saying before, like, I was sh- shocked how, like, you didn't realize it. Like, pretty much almost all of them played for Green at some point. Yeah, I think that's it. Like, I didn't think, you go, oh, Paul Green has been there for years, you know. You think, geez, that, and that squad's changed so much. You think, oh, they haven't all paid for Paul Green, but actually, a lot of them did. Like, obviously, he he hasn't been out of the job for that long, Greeny. Like, he lost the job what three years ago now, like twenty twenty, sorry. But like, what? Who hasn't played for him? Chad Townsend, um, Griffin Name. Like, pretty much all of them played for him, or they were at the club when he was around. And some of them, you know, guys like Jason Tamalolo, obviously means a lot to JT. I'm not going to speak on JT's behalf, but. Before Paul Green, Tamalolo was a wasted talent. You know, he was an edge forward. That was people were wondering if that oh, this is all he is. And you know, Paul Green's the guy who had him in the middle, and he and he became the best forward in the world and potentially best player in the world for a number of years. You know, but he's a lot of that team have been around Paul Green at least to the extent of even if you weren't really in the team, if you're like a, a Murray Talangi, for example, you know, he played like ten games under Green, but he'd been around you know two three preseasons with him. You know, so some of those guys have been there a long time, and I didn't because there was so much change. I didn't really think that this week, if you get me, before the game, and I didn't mm. think about it fully affecting them. But then I saw how they played and how they were after the game. I'm like, Jesus! Like, I'm not trying to say it has, but it's like it hit my head. Then like, is that end of their season? And I'm not going to say it has. We'll see how they bounce back, but it's certainly thrown a spanner into their season. Yeah, it's just very sad, obviously. And like, what was it, Hiku? Hiku did in Townsend. Anyway, still a lot of them. Like most of the key players have, pl- have played for Green. Yeah, almost all of them. So, yeah, but the Roosters were really good. They were. Um, they were really good. And again, I'm I'm very annoyed by that. But yeah, they're all the way back, unfortunately. Yeah, and Ta- Jared Rio Hargreaves is this every damn year. He's going to play till he's 40 and be the worst forward in the game for about eight weeks and then be the best we'll probably off for the last should retire and then yeah. he, he was awesome in this game again. Really good. And, you know, rare try for him as well. Um, 
he was fantastic. They they dominated the whole game. The Cowboys forward pack may as well not have turned up. Like almost none of them made any meters. You know, Reuben Cotter led their meter count, but they went at the office and the risk took full advantage of that. Yep. All right. Yeah, I don't know if there's much on. else to take out of this no. game just because of the situation. And unfortunately, yeah. like you made the prediction you think they might be cooked to the Roosters. Sorry, the Cowboys. And I also think it may be, but it may be. I mean, I said that before the Paul Green stuff. No, no, obviously said that before the Paul Green stuff. I'm, I'm not going to be taking any victory laps as a result. No, if that you know, yeah. if that ha- yeah, if that ends up being what it is, like you're not going to sit there and victory lap it. But it's no, just, of course um, not. I'm hoping they they can bounce back. Yeah. Now I actually hope I'm wrong, there. just because of what's happened. So. Yeah, it's um, it's tough. The tough next for game all the, the, for the Cowboys to turn them after that. Uh, we, they all turn. We'll play it at least. Sorry, go the, on. The, the Sharks beat the Tigers in Tamworth. The Tigers are very bad. Sharks got a couple of sick tries. I don't know what else to say. So there's like, but, might not be no truth to it, but there's like rumors that the players don't get along with Jackson Hastings. Good way of showing it that you don't like, you know, like you guys suck without, they suck without him. I wonder what it is. Cause he seems like a smart dude. Whenever he tweets or whenever you hear him speak and stuff, is know. he, do you reckon he's just one of those dudes that's like a bit of a nerd, and so footy players don't like him? I don't know. He might, he might, he might be. I don't know. Mm. But um, I, I, I have no, I have no idea, mate. Never met him. Never spoken to him. Just heard rumors over the years. But yeah, they were completely gash in this game. Like, I don't know. They lifted for a few weeks there. They had Hastings at thirteen. It looked like they were going to knock off some teams on the way home potentially. And instead, Hastings being injured looks like they're going back to where they were beforehand. Before Dewey came back, before Hastings went thirteen, so they're back to being the wooden spooners. Kate and Dykes try was sick. That was that was it something. Was like there was pretty much no Tiger to hold their head up high after this game. Maybe Joe O. I thought Dane Laurie was okay. People were hammering him. It's like, yeah, sometimes when the team's getting pounded, the fullback's gonna look silly. That's what happens. That's true. But yeah. Oh well. K Dykes scored a sick try. Um, Royce Hunt and Hamilton really just went, went straight through the front door. Hamilton really almost had two doing that. This was really it was Volandi ball stuff. It was awful. It, it was awful. Um, yeah. Good on them. Uh, they're, they're, again, they're going to make top four very easily. Their draw is just dog shit. How, how did this happen? Yeah. It just like seems like they get to play like the Tigers or like Hull Kingston Rovers every other week. It's fucking nonsense. Yeah, and, and uh, as you said, it, was, it wasn't laid out for them as some perfect draw, but just the way that over Origin ended up being when they played the other... Because the Cowboys weren't in the preseason scene as a top four team. But when That's they played true. the Cowboys, the Cowboys rested their whole side. When they played the Storm, the Storm were out with that Origin players and injury... Like they just had this weird period there where they played lots of flat teams and they did beat South, which obviously was a big win for them, that that twenty-one to twenty win. And they only just got past the Dragons like before, but they keep finding a way to win these games that don't turn up. And the this game over to, against the Tigers was over in the first fifteen minutes or so. Yeah. But um yeah, when Royce Hunt went like it was pretty much over when Matt Valu went through and nobody chased that kick, I thought. But then Royce Hunt went through the middle, you're like, Oh yeah, it's that game. Matt scored four tries. Mm, yeah, and That's it's cool. put this as well as the Titans result has put the Tigers last and the four and against. Unless the, t- if the Titans don't win again, it's going to be decided on pretty close. Four That's and against, funny. That's twenty odd points. It'll be them. very funny if, like, in that last game of the season, the Tigers need to avoid losing by like twelve to not get the wooden spoon, and they kick a field goal while they're down twelve or something like that. That'd well, be great. God, that is actually that is great drama. Actually, that last game is for the spoon and for the top eight. Via what if like the Raiders need to win by twenty, and the Sharks, need, the Tigers need to avoid losing by like twenty four? They just shake hands and go, "Yeah, you can miss by twenty two. We'll all go yeah. home. We'll all go home." <laughs> that, 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 that'd be okay. We need the Titans not to win again. 
mm-hmm. the next two weeks, and we need uh, the Raiders to win out. I want that game to happen. That'd be great. Yeah, if they both need just for and against. Oh, God, the Titans are playing the Dragons. They're a chance. Uh, they might win that. <laughs> All right. Uh, your boys are back. They won. This, how was this like 18 10 with like 15 minutes left? Like, you should have been up by 40. Like, the Knights turned up for five minutes and somehow made a contest of it. And then Cobo well, got a couple of late tries. I don't know if I know the scoreboard said it was a contest, but it didn't feel like a contest. No, it ne- like, no, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, I was like, why is this game not over? This game sucks. End this game. And then I look up. And suddenly it's 18-10 with 15 to go and you're like oh. it was a real fizzer uh, Brisbane yeah. couldn't hold on to the ball and like that right edge like so, great to have Selwyn Cobo back but I've just had such a, and I've said it all the time like they can be so good and so bad but can they stop turning the fucking ball over Cobo, Stags, and Ricky like in this game Cobo had five errors but honestly like three of them were getting thrown over the sideline it's like Tony tackle two you've done a great job don't throw that pass he's gone from a guy who wouldn't pass now passing too much and then Jordan Ricky also dropped the ball four times. Um, so Anthony like, Milford was very bad. Yeah, I mean, I can't believe they're off- offering him three years, man. He has been yeah. bad since he got the security of that the contract. Crazy. They dodged that, but uh, yeah, Brisbane. I mean, this is not a form guide for them. It was they looked much better in defense with Tomato back, which is Isn't that weird, you know, as expected. And and what a shock that like the things I really liked about him being back there. You know, for example, the ability to go into first receiver and give Ezra Man more space. Hey, what a shock. It looked good. He, <laughs> like um, it worked. Ezra had a, uh, scored a sick try with Tamari. He was very well spoken after the game as well, Tamari. But there were some comments from Corey Oates after the game, which I found particularly interesting. I'm sure you did as well. We talked basically about how he wished the last few years didn't happen, that he felt kind of lost after sort of all those old guard kind of retired or went mates. elsewhere. And I mean, was his, what was his exact quote to Corey Parker? You blokes all, you blokes all left me or something like that. You's all left. All my mates left. Yeah. Yeah. And I had no good to see him left. happy and enjoying his footy again. Yeah. I mean, credit where it's due. And I've said it a few times this year, but I actually really enjoy the Fox post Saturday night game and post Friday night, but quite often the Saturday night, because it's the only time of the week they just talk about the footy, you know, and they, they have, they don't rush anything. And they just sit there and talk at the table for like half an hour, talk about the footy up until the press conferences, interview players. But th- this week's ones were like genuine interviews. Wasn't like, oh, good to get yeah. two points, mate. Tamari <laughs> and Oates were both great. Yeah. And then Cobbo and uh, Ezra went down. And Ezra's grown a lot already. You can see it's all. I would love when you see guys' first heavy interviews because they freeze up. Like Ezra a few weeks ago was like, who did he say it to? Was it? Yeah, uh, when he heard he saw in a Cooper Cronk, he smiled and said, "Hey Cooper," and paused and got starstruck a few weeks ago. But he's better this week. But yeah, the Tamari interview was really good, and um, the Corey Oates one though was was really enlightening for a guy who's not really given a lot of interview good interviews in his time. You know, he's had funny ones on Fletch and Hindy, obviously, but usually he's a bit of a yeah nah and has a laugh or whatever. And usually they, they he ends up in jokey interviews because people make them jokey with him, you know, which is fine. But in this one, they ask him genuine questions about the last couple of years and his form and what's different and similar. And, and he had some really honest answers. As you said, Bungard, there's a period, he said uh, to Corey, so when you and the other guys left, I lost all my mates. You know, you left, I had no mates. And I was kind of alone. And he said, there's people here trying to help me and give me advice, but I wasn't listening. You know, I didn't, I wasn't taking their advice. I was just doing my own thing. And, um, and that probably, you know, you talk about advice. It's probably part of, you know, all of a sudden he did actually finally want to play back row and it went terribly and he should always stay in the wing. And then, you know, he's formally dipped off and really dropped off. But yeah, he said, 
really enjoying the footy now again. Much better than what I'm saying now. It's his story. But if you can go find that, I think it's on KO. If you go to the end of the game, you can watch yeah. the, the interviews. It was really insightful and in, in, in speaking about like, you know, how he thinks he's a really good vibe in the in the group again now and how they can go far as a group. It's a we have a Kevolution. We've also got a rain ovation, mate. That's uh Adam Reynolds <laughs> has, has fixed that that group up a lot, done a big impact there. And um That's fun. You could hear that in how Corey spoke, how Tamari spoke, and then how Ezra and Cobo spoke. And you could also hear in the way Ezra and Cobo spoke, Cobo spoke, how important having Tamari back in the team was. And yeah, Tess, you went out to Queensland Cup and made some similar mistakes in Queensland Cup and tries they conceded, so whatever. But I'm hoping Tamari stays there. And I really do think genuinely the Warriors have an issue next year because I think he's been – I didn't see it coming. He wasn't a good fullback before he – um left he was moving there for the cowboys and he wasn't exactly known for his defense either but he's coming at brisbane as at the fourth choice fullback in like early in the season a desperation made the job his looks fantastic really really good in defense our whole team defends better mate you know like we didn't get they didn't get around Mm. them once in this game really the whole team defends better because of the communication from the back but also his ball distribution whilst katoni and selwyn made a lot of mistakes despite having shit all possession it's not a coincidence that Tamari comes into the side with Reynolds there and all of a sudden Katoni has 14 carries for 150 meters Selwyn has 16 carries for 196 meters you know there's three line breaks for Selwyn it's not really a coincidence they get better ball out there that way than having Tessie get in the way so that was good but there's still obviously some some issues I'm not loving the the turnovers aren't great in the team not loving Turpin when he comes on. It still seems a bit of a handbrake on the attack. Jordan Ricky has had such an opportunity to improve and it still seems every week he's a project. And they really miss Paddy Carrigan. I thought they got it right with Ryan James in this game. People weren't happy with the selection before kickoff, but Ryan James really helped move the ball out of the middle as well. And they struggled with that without Carrigan, that going forward and then moving out of the middle. They struggled doing that. They were going side to side or not for, or, or or forward, not doing both at the same time. And they, they really did well this week, I thought, in that regard. But the Knights were terrible. Brisbane kept giving them the ball. Like They kept dropping the ball. Brisbane completed at 69%. As I mentioned, all the errors I made, but there were 16 errors by Brisbane. They gave away six penalties. They gave away four, five, sorry, six agains to none from the Knights. And Newey scored 10 points, all of it late. One of it being a Saifidi crash over from Jaden Braley. And the other one being... In my opinion, and I know Graham Annesley has said, in the analyst's opinion, it wasn't an obstruction, but in my opinion, it was an obstruction try. Mm. Uh, no try. Um, and I'm for, but they had all the ball, and that's all they mu- could muster. And yeah, they ended up losing 28-10. And the unfortunate thing for, for mine is I thought the Broncos really should have put more points on. That's what they needed yep, to do. I think that's your main takeaway from that, right? Yep. Yeah, and even in the post game, by the way, Corey Parker. I don't like him as a commentator, but I like him on that panel because, again, and, and so much when people say disagree or say negative things in the media, so much in, in Australian sports, they can do it in American sport. People they take it so poorly generally. But Corey Parker sat there and watched Adam O'Brien's press conference and essentially called it garbage afterwards. You know, and it's like, yeah, good, got the ball. So no, I don't agree with any of that. You know, he's. Adam O'Brien started calling the Knights young, which is just not true. The Brisbane team that played is younger on the night. You know, who's young in the Knights team? Dom Young? Bradman Best. And yeah, yeah literally Best. Dom Young, because that's his name. Yeah, but Bradman Best is like 21, right? And he's been in first grade for a number of years. Yeah. Unless they're know. playing the Raiders, they have the youngest team that, that whenever they play anyone else by virtue of having the most people whose name is young. Yeah, there you go. So <laughs> in, if he was talking about that, about that the most young, right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but 
you know, and, and Corey Parker called that after the game saying they had all the ball and they were terrible. And that, and that, that was true for mine. Like they just awful with the ball in hand. Look like a team that can't wait for the year to end. And I mean, we can yeah. kind of see that in the attitude now, I guess as well. Yeah, for sure. All right. Moving on to Sunday. Uh, the Raiders did the thing to the Dragons. They did it back to them. Best so, refereeing performance of the year. Just letting the boys play. The best call. Like, I I loved it so much. I mean, it was... Anyway, the, the it turns out, like, the clock on the TV was wrong and time had already expired. It happened sometimes, like a second off. So time had already expired by the time Harrowir and Ira had committed the infringement. So it's not really a discussion anyway. But if it was one, it's like... That's people talk about referees having a feel for the game anymore. That is some feel for the game. It's like tit for tat. This is fair. It's it's good refereeing. It's good parenting. You know. Um, I thought it was Corey running back to make that tackle was crazy. Like great output from him. Yeah, if you guys haven't seen that again, if you go watch any of the game, uh, Corey Horsburgh, um on the last play, everyone probably knows this by now, but there was a break down the left hand side from Matthew Fenai and. Horsburgh was at marker all the way over on, on the other side of the field when the ball got played. He immediately starts running when it gets played. He knows what's happening. But that big fella not only chased back, it gets involved in the tackle, gets back on side. And then the moment the referee by full-time collapses. But uh, I think he's had a really good year. And people like to laugh at him because he hasn't got the credit he deserves. But I think he's been one of Ra- the Raiders' best players this year. And... You know, when they lost to the Warriors, he got laughed at, but he was trying. You know, he, he was the guy trying when they lost. And he, again, that game, like, that was an effort play from a dude who just came back from pneumonia. Really impressed with, when you mentioned that, but I'm really impressed with that play from uh, from Horsburgh. And uh, I think he's been great for them. But the Raiders' halves in this game were just awful. Both of them. Yeah, it's weird. I saw Fogarty getting a bunch of raps online, and I thought that was a bit weird. Like, I thought Ben Hunt, like, I don't know if the Dalian points behind close but he's definitely like he's three points from mine by a distance in this game, even though they lost. Like he was awesome. Like the 40, a 40 20, a 20 40 on purpose. The 40 20 was like not a, he had before he received the ball, he wasn't set for 40 20. He was like eyes up 40 20. You know, the, the, it depends on the outside shot up. And he's now amazing, amazing 40 20. Looked great from he had the ball. Amon scored three tries himself. But like if you switch the halves in this game, the Raiders probably win by 40 or 50. Mm. But Fogarty, like, just I don't know, man. Just gets his hands on the ball, but and you can sometimes you see it looks like you see something happening in motion. He obviously control who he's in control, and then the output's so mediocre. Like that last set where he didn't kick for field goal, he like directed them up the field, and you're like, oh, here we go. He's going to snap the one pointer. He's the veteran player. You're going to snap the one pointer, seal the game. And I do think well, they got so close to the post and he was in an awkward position that maybe, okay, maybe they're not snapping the one where he was from. But then he put in that mediocre crossfield kick that landed five meters into the end goal. And then the, like, what the hell? And the Dragons scored off of it. Like, just terrible. And um, they didn't sign him to be the guy still learning on the job. You know, he's a 28-year-old halfback. They signed him to be the guy doing the job. Hmm. Yeah, well, as we said before, they've got to win the rest of their games to make the finals. So we'll see yeah. if they can do it. Who well, knows? They have like having uh, Tarpanay back this week is quite big, you know. And I think Zach Wolf has been pretty handy for them still too. Like, but Tarpanay back's big. Kotrick is back. Even though Hopewadi looks looked pretty competent. Yes, yeah, so I think you know maybe they'll be a bit better from here. But they did they did it tough <laughs> trying to win this game, mate. Real tough. And the Dragons are better with Cody Ramsey too. 
That is true. Um, the last game of the rounds, the Titans beat Manly. Uh, I mean, it it mattered a lot for our culture, and our leader took Manly. But other than that, I don't, yeah. I don't care about this game. Yeah, yeah. I will say one thing at the end of that game. By the way, honestly, oh. also said that's right. They couldn't challenge that. What happened? And that is right. Like I know, oh. um, I'll I'll make drop the ball as well. But you can't challenge a ruck. Remember, you can't actually challenge the ruck. You can't challenge Harry and Naira being a second effort. And the fact the other guy just dropped the ball cold, they're not. It's, that was it. It couldn't be challenged anyway. And if they did let them challenge it, it was after the clock. They had no challenge left. Fine. And it went. It went. It went well this time. I, what I really wanted to see the bunga was a six again. So I wanted to see. <laughs> it was really balanced it out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, this game is at yeah. Titans, Eagles knocked our good friend M Sprouse off the top of the the cold train ladder. There's still some games to come. That people have to pick back. The, the two people that passed us still have to pick the Knights, though. Mm-hmm. So, so essentially, it just feels like the for and against was the biggest dint from this game, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but that's uh, really the only interesting thing about this. On oh, Jake Tavoyevich is injured now. Yeah, as the great tweet said, Manly season was ended by pride, and now they're only playing for it. Very funny and very true. From yeah, who was that? Uh, fire up or something? Did that? I don't know. Sure. Even credit to the wrong person. Uh, but yeah, the they've now lost to Boy, Jake Tavoy, which for the rest of the season as well. But Manly were just awful. The defense at the middle was terrible. That try um Jackie Brimson scored, like the effort's not there for many of them. Yeah. Whatever. They made the made Titans look great. I love seeing Fafita score that try, throwing Josh Schuster a million meters. I did like but that. Yeah. And then Fatty's on the commentary going, Why doesn't he do this every time? So what why doesn't he run sixty meters and score a try every time he gets the ball? A fair point, question. Fatty. A fair I mean, question. I did say I did hear he said a joke about uh, seeing a redhead kid in the crowd saying, "Do I know your mother?" So the fat, funny. You can't cancel the fat. You can't. He's an absolute but, king. But yeah, um, the, the Titans obviously enjoy themselves in this one, and uh, unfortunately, they've just taken them off the bottom of the ladder. It's a shame. Real shame for that Tigers fan that was like, "Oh, I'd rather win one comp and never get the spoon than win six comps and get one spoon." Andrew Ferguson, I'm, not I'm a great take. Calling him out. I've already, I've already, I've already tweeted it, at him about it. But yeah, um, yeah. There we go. He's gonna have both. Most likely, not anyway. a great take. Not a great take. Uh, but yeah, Toby Sexton's lost his job. <laughs> like, Does seem that way. It was out for rest for one week, and yeah, uh, yeah Tana Boyd has been well. Tana Boyd, sorry, has been a bit better there. Uh, but yeah, they they played with some effort, which is the first time in a few weeks. But also helped that Manly. They've had some periods of effort, but it helps Manly cave Tate. That's true. All right, uh, the NRLW is back this week, so that's good. It is, and um, the teams look very different considering the last comp was only, you know, what, 10, 15 weeks ago. Yeah, no, there's some names today we haven't seen in a while. Sam Bremner's playing for the Roosters. She had a kid last year, so didn't play. Um, Caitlin mm-hmm. Moran back in the night, the although 18th, 18th woman this week, so, yeah. Yeah, Caitlin um, Moran's story is quite interesting if you go read that again, but she's back in the in the sport, and I'm glad she, I'm glad she is. Hopefully, you know, she gets into the team in a, a couple of weeks. But yeah, the teams have changed a lot. I, I believe the like the Roosters are apparently the favourites to win it all, but I think the Knights are going to win it all. That's all I think. Like the Broncos team is not what it was. Go have a look at it. It does, looks nothing like what it did. But the the Knights have Upton at fullback now, who again who's is not who she was, but she's still good. Kiri Dib at six. Now they have in there. They got Millie Boyle in. They still got Romy in the back row. Still got Hannah Southwell at lock. They have Caitlin Moran, eighteenth man. Um, Caitlin Johnston at, at prop as well. It just feels like that middle, like Johnston, Boyle, Southwell. Just, I mean, are they, were they not the? That's the Blues middle, right? Yeah, 
Or the yeah, best I mean, you've told me they're going to be good. I'll, I'll back you in. I think so. I mean, it might be wrong, but the yeah. Broncos center's not that crash hot anymore either. And obviously, um, the Roosters are defending their title. Which, again, <laughs> is such a fraudulent title. Yeah, and they're going in favorites because of that, but it's like, yeah. Can we? These guys have like a negative win record the last couple of years, so I don't think they'll back. Maybe they will back it up. I don't think so though. But uh, Destiny Brill is a good get for them at nine from um getting it down from the Titans. But yeah, it'd be interesting this week. I do think um Knights look the best, but for some reason they're like fifth or sixth favorite. I looked at it from the bookies. I think they pretty much picked last year's results and put that as their favoritism. Sure, uh, it'll be. It's just good to have it back. It is. And, uh, I, I'm kind of Saturday already game. in advance worried about the quality of the comp next year when they go to 10 teams. I think we're going to think that might do some short term harm. So, yeah, I'm yeah. trying to get behind it now, though. Hey, oh, of course. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm keen as for it. I hope it works out. Yeah. But yeah, um, interesting though as well that the, where the games sit now because it's the first time that it's really proper scheduled around the men's season, right? It's like the first game Saturday is before the. 3 p.m. Saturday game. Uh, Sunday's first game is before the first men's game. But the last game, which is pretty cool, and they do say it's going to be a 9, isn't it? The 6 p.m. game, the Knights play Broncos after the 4 p.m. game. Oh, all right. That's cool that it's being broadcast. Yeah, um, that's it. So um, that's afterwards. Well, and then is, the it a, week, is it the same place? Is it the same place? No, it's McDonald Jones Stadium. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, because like, I I like double headers, right? But I hate double headers when there's like an hour between the games for some stupid reason. Oh wait, so, no, like, it's the same stadium. What am I saying? It is. It is. It's right after the men's game. Yeah. Okay, saying? right after because that's cool. If you're there, you definitely go to both. But I'll just I don't know because it says on the NRL website that's on Channel Nine, but I don't know if it's on Nine or Gym. There's a difference, obviously. Mm. So um, I'm going to quickly check that while we're on here, just out of interest. But um, it is it is on channel. It's on Gym. There you go. Because it's still good. It was going to be weird seeing them bump the six o'clock news. Is all I'm saying. Well, at least people will have access to watch it there and on KO. But also, like next week, which is it's the good thing for the women's game now as well. That I don't know why it hasn't really broadcast that much that it's going on to free to wear. But Saturday next week's on Gem as well, Broncos Roosters, and Sunday again the the six pm games on Gem. So not bad. And then the following week, the Friday and Saturdays are on Gem. That's cool. Put on the main channel, the you cowards. And, well, maybe they will put someone. Who knows? The I do love that. Like the on. last sacred cow in Australian media is the six o'clock news. Like it never gets shunted for anything. Like no. ever. It's so funny. It's, it's very important, mate, to wrap up the news that you could find out literally anywhere else through the whole day. Correct. The when was the last time something broke on six pm news? Oh, like how like many? If years a crime happens. During six PM to six thirty. Yeah, PM. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. So, yeah. like, what, yeah. what then? Huh? Yeah, well, got me. But even then, they have to like fact check it and stuff before it goes on it. Like, it's definitely been broken before it gets to TV. You know? Yes, of course. Uh, um, there's still, people out there who aren't dead yet who watch it, and still people our age who watch the news and stuff. Like, that's the no, weird thing aren't. when you make. Yeah, there is. We've got friends who watch Freeware TV. They're bizarre. We have friend who watches friend to wear TV. Friend to wear TV. Do I say friend to wear TV? Well, that's the name of the episode this that week. Fantastic. There we go. The same episode. Friend to wear um, TV. We have friend who watches free to wear TV this week. Not plural. Yeah. Not, um, not plural. No. Who other than who other than uh, than Jack watches free to wear TV? Well, look, I'm going to see the list. Everyone we know who watches. Okay. Uh, Whatever. <laughs> free to wear TV. I'd rather do that than recap Titans Manly. Give you that much for free. Okay. Next week we'll recap the free to wear TV people. Over okay. The, good. Over I'm West. glad. <laughs> 
well, there'll be more games to, to skip through. Well, there'll be more games to speed run through with every week. There'll be less games that matter, which is good because you know there's teams that deserve our attention, Mitchell. Particularly, like what's the game that's what's the game that's next week? Let me pull this up. Let me pull this up. Dragons Titans. I'm not talking about that. Game. I'm telling you right now, listeners, we're not talking about that game next week unless. Unless something crazy happens. Uh, ben like, Hunt's cro- playing. He's going to win the Deli M. It's going to be great. Well, the Charles going to win the Deli M after playing eight games, Mitchell. We've already decided that. Have if we? If he gets three points in every game, that's 30 he'll, points if he plays 10 it, games. And he'll still so, be like five points behind Ben Hunt. You're probably right about that. Yeah. You see Corey Norman's getting like run out of town for hopper whiting someone in the Super League. I did say that. I haven't seen the hopper whiting effort yet. But uh, we'll see. I did Um, I did a great treat from our good friend Buddha. Looks like he, said, he um, didn't know the rules. God damn it. It's also from someone else's tweet. There's probably Budo as well. Huh? Oh, no. This is a uh, joke from his stupid clothing brand. Was that a tweet? Yeah, I'm no, assuming it was. It was. It's like... all right. Uh, but he, it was a, I would, you know, I'm not here to read tweets, but I will read one of them that Budo did say earlier this morning that uh, <laughs> it's only Hopawati if it's from the Hopawati region of France. Otherwise, it's called a sparkling shithousery. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's good. Okay. Anyway, we got something. We got, oh, we got uh, something to talk about, don't we? Maurice Hunt. We'll Maurice Hunt with the Sharks. That's cool. Did we talk yeah, about Sam Merrill's last week? We uh, maybe. Maybe we did. We I did. can't remember. I think we maybe did. we didn't. I don't know. Uh, maybe. Well, I think we right, might Sam be happening. Good signing for them. I mean, good player. No room for him at the Roosters. It makes sense for both parties. Yeah. Good signing for them up there. Roosters fans, a lot of them now, at the same place they're at with Cronk and Pierce. Like, oh, we can't replace him with a much better player who's fitter. <laughs> like, Yeah. Verrills, if you can stay on the pitch, good player, but I don't think I think by like round seven right next year they'll forget about Sam Verrills. Maybe. Uh Tal Tal Moans re with the Dragons and um It's good Broncos good star. Zach yeah. Hoskins has signed with Penrith. So funny it reported Broncos rookie signing with Penrith. I mean I mentioned after he played those. But it is two technically games. true. Like I, know. I hate I hate and my my work's guilty as well. I hate star when it's not applicable and mm-hmm. people are way too fast and loose with that expression but like Broncos rookie is literally accurate yeah I know it is but it was just quite funny seeing like rising rookies signing with Penrith and all the Broncos fans are like oh it's probably Zach Hosting and Penrith fans mm-hmm. like oh but what if it's someone good I mean Rod Hosking was sorry like I say not good but this year I thought two games did his job and I said at the time hopefully he's only top a full-time deal somewhere next year which is great. Some Broncos fans weirdly thought it was like a loss for Brisbane, but it's like, this is the guy that was, you know, on a training trial who only played because there was like six injuries that week. You know, TC Rabadi, Brennan Piakura, Jordan Ricky, and Kurt Capewell are all signed at the end of 2024. And whilst Hosking was good in two games, easy to judge someone's career off two games. He's 25, turning 26 next year. I'm telling you now, Penrith had a free choice of who to take out of those four back rowers. Hosking's the last choice of all of them every time. So even if you, what we think about Jordan Ricky and my issues with him, they'd still take Ricky and think at 22 or 20 minutes something better. But did his job, earn a deal, earn a deal. The Panthers of all things, I was hoping he earned a decent deal somewhere else. Two years at the Panthers, good on him, and hopefully he goes and succeeds. And the other positive there for me as a Brisbane fan, which everyone wants to know the positives for me as a Brisbane fan, obviously, it's good seeing them again. They did it with Tamare and they've done it with Hosking now. Is that opportunity playing for a decent Broncos team will lead to contracts and it helps them sign players. Like in the past, it was even things like, you know, Tao Tao Moga for one year came in one year with under Wayne and up having a good deal the year after that. And sometimes it's all you want out of a guy is one year and Hoskins was a win-win for us. He got two years, sorry, two games when he was called upon, did his job and went away. And now he got two years out of it. So hopefully that helps Brisbane with some of those fringe signings in the future. Now. But good on him for earning that deal and controversy between him and Luke Garner for, Taking replacing Bill Kickow. 
It's huge. Uh, who knows? Yeah. All right. Uh, is that it? That's it. We did it. Um, we're going to go to the game on Thursday, I think. It'll be fun. Uh, Thursday game? Are you going to go to it? Yeah. yeah, you should. Yeah. Can't wait to be back at Moore Park, though. I mean, we obviously didn't talk about the story at all because it's stupid, but yeah, can't wait. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the Moore Park game. Sold out. Should be fun. You going to get a season ticket to South next year? No, I'm not. But I can go to the games for free. Uh, that, you know, like you, you could just have like played along. Like I no. obviously know that you don't have to pay to go to football games, and neither do I. But that's not the point. No, that's right? the point. Is it? <laughs> you feel they wouldn't get you my feel heart. Good about that? Did you? Yes, I did. Shit. All right. Well, before we go, a quick thank you to the people in the top two tiers of our Patreon subscription service, and they are Bronco from Birth, Chris Abnell, Dave, Luke Hilton, Rocky and Rafi, Stu, Wayne Ritchie, Anthony Anger, Butsy, Cam Bearswick, Dan Carlin, Doc Hogg, an anonymous backer, Ed Burton, Frankie, Jace Felix, Farmworth, James K, Jason, Jez, Joel Wrigley, Joey, Gooch, Josh Brandon, Kicks House out of the comp, Lachlan Hancock, Leon, Lifelong Dolphins fan, Luke Ferguson, Maddie Jenkins, Matthew Duggan, Michael Murray, Mr. Beefy. Morgan Watkins, my arms they go flip flop, flip flop, flip. Never trendy. Party keg. Razor Reese Brown. Rowan Edwards. Roxanne Clark. Schneiderfield. Scores. Seymour Butts. Shunter. Simo. Stephen Hickey. Stoned Gossard. Swarzy. Uh, Ty. TB. The Black Vegetable. The Not So Mature Edge Student. Thor Laycock. Tom Hardy. And Was. Thank you so much for your support. To everyone in the lower tiers and everyone who just listens. Thank you as well, Mister Beefy. Like that. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, good. Is it Latrell Mitchell? It it uh yeah sure why not? Okay good. I'm glad he's been listening. All right, and you can listen again tomorrow. We're back with question time and a bunch of other stuff. Say goodbye, Mitchell. Goodbye, Mitchell. And it's goodbye from me. <laughs>